Welcome to another beautiful episode of your most cherished children program, Children That Change the World. And with you on today's episode, are you guessing? It's a bio me, okay, cool, good to be back here. And it is precious, Ade Tunji. Yeah, on the studios of Pirate One, Pirate 101.1 FM, he just clicked 12.32 p.m., and it's the 25th day of July 2020. You are listening to the program Children That Change the World. Children That Change the World is an exciting program brought to all the students in Ogbomo Shore and its environs by Innovate Lab to elevate your mental capacities and provide an atmosphere for creativity with opportunities to learn out of the box thinking, thus giving you the ability to be all that you are meant to be. And so on today's captivating episode of Children That Change the World, we'll be telling you the amusing story of Leroy Mwasaru. And we'll be continuing with our play in our drama segment. You all will be voice acting The Lion and the Jewel, which is a play by Wale Shoyinka. We will also be telling you more interesting facts about intelligence in our Did You Know segment. In today's episode, we also have a quiz and game segment at the end of the show that will allow you to think out of the box. The number to call is 0905-535-5558. You could be the lucky winner of our amazing prizes. Our lines will be open for your calls and messages. You can follow us on Facebook at CTCTW and on Twitter at CTCTW or visit our website at www.ctctw.org. Stay tuned and enjoy this captivating and educating episode. Welcome back, dear listener. You are still listening to Children That Change the World on Pirates 101.1 FM. So now we proceed to tell the story of Leroy Mausaru. The story of Leroy Mausaru is that kind that gears to responsibility. Now, what would you do if something goes wrong in your school, at your house, or in your community? Most times what we do is to blame the authorities. Sometimes we get angry at our parents. We blame the government, and our usual stance is that it's their responsibility after all. Lero is not like us. He's that great mind that didn't follow the usual pattern of responsibility shifting, but rather he solved the problem by stepping into responsibility through empathetic innovation. This is what happened. In um, 2015, Lero was a student of Masero High School in Kenya. He started Green Pact when his school had a faulty sewer system, that means a damaged sewage system, which was caused by tractors that had cleared the land meant for the construction of a new building within the premises of his school. This damage led to the pollution of nearby sources of water, and as you know, 
demonstration was raised against the school. So that was how 16-year-old Lero and his friends decided to provide a solution. And here is what they did. They created a human waste bioreactor that makes use of human and organic waste to produce biogas and organic fertilizer. That, that is a biochemical technique used in waste and sewage management. You can read that up after now. So during an innovation challenge that came up in his country, which is called the Innovate Kenya, that innovation challenge is similar to Obomosho Innovation Challenge, which you are used to here. A competition where innovative ideas are pitched amongst secondary school students in the state. So he, there and there, he pitched his idea and he won the first prize. The, the first prototype he made with cow dung is what still powers his school till wow. now. <laughs> Green Pact, which started as a limited liability company after he graduated, has now grown into an international company that distributes affordable and high-quality biogas digester systems, which help to make energy from waste. Lyro and his team aim at being the ultimate provider of renewable energy in East Africa. And they have started out with solving Kenya's renewable energy crisis with one biodigester at a time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. My dear, you too can be the change the world needs. I'm telling you. And just by stepping into the responsibility of solving a problem. This is what you can do from what we learned from Lyro. He combined, just, just combine your emotional intelligence, which is having empathy, feeling what those who face a particular problem feel every time they have to face it. Combine that with your social intelligence. That means your ability to work well with people. Put that up. Put, put up a team. And finally, combine your intelligent content, your critical thinking skill. Put them all together and you will so be surprised that you have the solution the world needs. So, so pick up something, a problem, and provide a solution to it. Don't stop complaining. Uh, thank you, Toke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an amazing story of Leroy Masaru. A Kenyan doing amazing things. You can do likewise. No doubt. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're still very tuned to Children That Change the World on Parrot 101.1 FM. And now we are on to our drama segment. Yay. I'm sure you are wondering last week that why did we not have the drama? Don't worry, we are back here again today. And from where we stopped two weeks ago, we are going to pick up from there. And for those that are just joining us that don't know about the drama, we are going to give you a brief summary of how far we've gone. So... Two weeks ago, before we had a very short break, and we had to go, we had to, we couldn't present the lion and the jewel. Okay, so this was what happened from the last episode. For those of you who have been following, and for those of you who are just joining us, the voice, the drama we are voice acting is the lion and the jewel. 
by Wale Shoinka. Sorry, Professor Wale Shoinka. So, two weeks ago, the place where we stopped was a village, a, an outsider came into the village, you know, and when he got to the village, this was what happened. He took some pictures of a girl. Luckily, who was a school teacher. Her name was Sidi. He took a picture, and a picture went very viral, like viral in the village. So everybody was wondering who the man was. And, you know, Sidi now becoming a very popular, beautiful girl in the village. So um, the thing spawned a lot of discussion amongst the village girls and the villagers as well. So... Two weeks ago, the place where we stopped was where Lakule was caught in between the village square, and he had to display the act antics and the, he displayed the antics like of they're the, doing a drama play. Yes, of the stranger that came into town that yeah. had that took the photograph. So he did it in a very theatrical way. He displayed some kind of mannerisms which were not very common of him. So that's where we stopped yeah, two so weeks the, ago. So in a nutshell, uh, they're playing a drama in the village square, and Lakule happens to be acting the villager that um, took snapshots of Shidi. So take a short um, music break and I'll be back. We are so amazing That's the least we shall be At the heart of the nation Changing history How can they say That we are finished We have just begun When we have nowhere else to run It starts with a terrific shout and clap of drums as Lakule enters into the spirit of the dance. He takes over from city and stations his cast all over the stage as the jungle of Illuginle. The four girls who are to dance the motor car are stationed right in the midst of the stage. A mime follows of the visitor's entry into Illuginle and his short stay among the villagers. The four girls who act the car crouch on the floor as the four wheels of the car. Lakunle directs their spacing, then takes his place in the middle as he sits on air as though he were sitting in a car. He alone does not dance as he does realistic miming accompanied by soft throbbing drums which gradually swell in volume. The four wheels begin to rotate the upper halves of their bodies in perpendicular circles and Lakunle clowning as the driver with the motions from left to right, obviously enjoying this fully. The drums gain tempo faster and faster, and then a sudden halt of the drums. The stolen wheels give a corresponding shudder and finally let their faces fall on their laps. Lacun later passes with a number of controls and climbs out of his illusionary car and looks underneath it. His lips indicate that he is swearing violently. He examines the wheels, pressing them to test the pressure. Betrays the devil in him by seizing the opportunity to pinch the girl's bottoms. Yeah! One yells and bites him at the ankle. 
<laughs> he climbs hurriedly back into the car and makes a final attempt to restart it. Gives up and then decides to abandon it. He picks up his camera and his helmet and pockets his flax of whiskey, from which he takes a swig before beginning the trek. The drums resume beating, but this time with a different darker rhythm, varying with the journey. Full use of Gangong and Iailu, the trees perform a subdued and obstructive dance on the same spots. Details as the snake slithering out of the branch and poising over Lakunle's head when he leans against a tree to rest. He flees, restoring his nerves shortly after a swig. A monkey drops suddenly in his path and gibbers at him before scampering away. A roar comes from somewhere, etc. His nerves go rapidly and he recuperates himself by copious droughts. He is soon tipsy and battles violently with the undergrowth and curses silently as he swats the flies off from his tortured body. And then suddenly, from somewhere in the bush, comes the sound of a girl singing. Wow! And the traveler shakes his head, but the sound persists. Convinced he's suffering from sunstroke, he drinks again. <clears throat> his last drop as he tosses the bottle in the direction of the sound, only to be rewarded by a splash and a scream and a torrent of abuse. And finally, silence again. He tiptoes and stays clear away the obstructing growth. He blinks hard and rubs his eyes. Ah, am I seeing very well? Whatever he has seen still remains. He whistles, unhitches his camera, and begins to jockey himself into a good position for a take. Backwards and forwards, as his eyes are so closely glued to the lens that he puts forward a careless foot and disappears completely. There is a loud splash and the invincible singer alters her next tone to sustain a scream. Quickened reading and shortly after, amidst sounds of splashes, CD enters on the stage with a piece of cloth only partially covering her. Lakunle follows her later, more slowly, trying to wring out the water from his clothes. He has lost all his appendages except the camera. CD has run right across the stage and returns a short while later, accompanied by the villagers. The same cast has disappeared and reforms behind CD as the villagers. They are in an ugly mood and in spite of his protest, haul him off to the town center in front of the Ordon tree. Everything comes to a sudden stop as Baruka Bibale, weary gutted tougher than his 62 years old self emerges at this point from behind the tree all go down prostrate and kneeling down with greetings of kabiesio all except lakule who begins to sneak off akowi tichawa mr lakule good morning you a good morning to you sir good morning <laughs> Guru Money, that is all we get to hear from Alakowi. You call at his house and hopes he sends you a beer, but all you get is Guru Money. Will Guru Money wet my throat? Well, our man of knowledge, I hope you have no query for an old man today. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> and we are not feuding in something I've forgotten, Abi. Feuding, sir. 
I see no cause at all. <laughs> well, the play was much alive until I came. And when everything stops, you are leaving us after all. I knew the story and I came in right on cue. I don't want to look like the joy killer of the event. One hardly thinks the ballet will have time for such childish nonsense. Ah, ah, Mr. Lakunle. Without all these things you call nonsense, a ballet's life will be pretty dull. <laughs> well, now that you say I'm welcome, shall we resume your play? <laughs> what for? What for? What have I done? You tried to steal our village maiden head. Have you forgotten? If he has, save him a slap to wake up his brain. I'm not going. Save him a slap there. What did I say? You played him to the bone. A court jester will have been the life for you instead of school. And where would the village be? Robbed of such wisdom as Mr. Lakunle dispenses daily. Who will tell us where we went wrong? Eh, Mr. Lakunle? Who comes with me to find the man? But Lakunle, you'll have to come and find sense in his clipping tongue. You see, bookman, we cannot really do without your head. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Do you, what do you mean? I shouldn't touch you. Hey. Just begun when we have nowhere else to run to, we have nowhere else to go. So get out of the way, out of the way of the land of our dreams. We are the nation, we are part of this. Oh, oh. we are the nation, we are part of this. Whoa. Intelligent chap, you are still very tuned to Children That Change the World on Parrot 101.1 FM. I'm sure you are enjoying the drama segment. Not to worry, we'll continue from where we stopped next week. To continue the interesting facts about intelligence. Okay. Did you know that being academically smart does not mean you are intelligent? Those who get good grades in school doesn't mean you are intelligent. A person who is intelligent in their studies will be smart. They will know more about specific things. They will likely know a lot of information in areas that is society values, more than the one who is not academically smart. Somehow, intelligence will know how to use whosoever is intelligent. I mean, will know how to use knowledge and fact accurately. Okay, so do you know that we have seven types of intelligence, right? So, someone who is linguistically intelligent enjoys writing, reading, and telling stories, or doing crossword puzzles. A logically, mathematically intelligent person is interested in patterns, categories, and relationships, right? So, we have um, bodily kinesthetic intelligence, which describes somebody who processes knowledge through body sensations. We have spatial intelligence, which describes someone who thinks in images and pictures. Yeah, again, I'm someone like that. <laughs> uh, we have the naturalistic intelligence. These are nature smart people. We have the musically intelligent people 
who are sound smart people and we have the interpersonal <laughs> smart people. These are people smart people. I guess Raymond is one of them. <laughs> Do you think so, yeah, precious? Smart with people, I think yeah. So. Yeah, so <laughs> we have the intrapersonal smart, smart with people. Themselves. Yeah, I think that is uh, that is Christ. Okay. Self smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you know that sometimes having a messy handwriting signifies your intelligence? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> People with ugly handwriting <laughs> are always very creative. Bad handwriting in some cases. In some cases. So mm. if you have a good handwriting, stay with it. <laughs> Don't have it those with the bad ones. So in some cases, it's a sign of intricity. Bad and messy handwriting is a sign of high intelligence, meaning your pen cannot keep up with your brain. That's a biome. You know, Kujedi will always say to so me about... So don't despair if you have a ugly uh, yeah. handwriting. Uh, uh, Kujedi will always say to me about me, calm down and write. Because <laughs> when I'm typing, I'll make typos because my brain is running faster. Uh, uh, okay, so did you know, this is very important, did you know that intelligence is a more accurate predictor of future success than socioeconomic background. Yeah, you see, recent yeah. studies have shown that being from an economically disadvantaged background and lacking some social connections may not hurt you as much as when it comes to education and the future success. And that's the thing we keep saying that your social background does yeah. not determine your Who success you in become. the future. Yeah, I like this last one. Yes. Go Did ahead. you know <laughs> that intelligence doesn't correlate with head size? Big head or maybe big brain. <laughs> no matter how big your head is, that doesn't signify the level of your intelligence. True, Thank you. That will be all for true. today. <laughs> we move on to our quiz and games segment. Thank you for staying true. You are still listening to Children That Change the World on Parrot 101.1 FM. Welcome to our quiz segment. We have 10 questions for you on the show today. You have to pick one out of them and the question will be read out for you to answer. The number to call is 0905-535-5558. I'll call that again. 0905-535-5558. We await your calls. Don't forget, we have 10 questions for you on the show. When you call in, have a number in mind. Who asks you the number you will want to go for? And then the question will be read out to you for you to answer. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Yonah Fama from Randa. Okay. What question would you like to go for? Number three. Number three. Listen attentively. What year was the West African Examination Council, WAEC, established? What year was WAEC established? WAEC question. <laughs> what year? What year? No month. 1994. That is wrong. The correct answer is 1952. Thank Why you so much for calling. Year, <laughs> uh, so let's get another caller. By the way, if, if you won um, a prize on our quiz segment last week and we're here to reach out to you, please um, just reach out to any of our phone numbers um, today and we'll give you a gift. Hello? 
Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, dear. Why are you calling from and what is your name? Maryland. My name is Susanna. Susanna. Why are you calling from Obomosho, Ibadan, Ilori? Obomosho. Awesome. So which number would you like to go with? Number eight. Number eight. What is the female dog known as? Ma? What is the female dog? Female dog known as? What do we call a female dog? Beach. What did you say? Beach. Mm, no. <laughs> What did you say? Did you say B or beach? Beach, beach. Spell it. B-I-T-C-H. Awesome. You got it right. Susan, we'll get back to you. You're now to retrieve your prize. Thank you. Keep your calls coming. Don't forget, beach goes for dogs. Don't use it on a man. Or a woman. <laughs> Rather, don't use it on anyone. On anyone. <laughs> What's the phone number to call again? Hello. Okay, we'll have a call. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello? What's your name? My name is Teresa. Okay. Where are you calling from? I'm um, Okay. Um, what question are you going for? Number nine. Number nine. In what city were the first modern Olympics held? Ma? In what city were the first modern Olympics held? You know what Olympics is, right? Yes. So, in what city were the first modern Olympics held? I think it should be in what city was the first modern Olympic held. Hello? Um, Do you know what the Olympic is? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, the correct answer to that is Athens, Greece. Keep your call coming, maybe last so one you, for today. If you read the Bible, you'll be familiar with what yeah. Yeah, Athens is. Athens. <laughs> hello, hello, dear. My name is Alanide from Ogumosha. Okay, my name is Ayetoke from Ogumosha too. <laughs> Thank you for reaching out. Which number would you like to go with? Number five. Number five. Do you know Nelson Mandela? <laughs> That's not your question. Now listen to your question. Nelson Mandela received what Nobel Prize award? Yes. Yeah, which no, op- no, no. Listen to that question again. Nelson Mandela received what Nobel Prize award? What was the name of the Nobel Prize he received? I mean Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela received a Nobel Prize award. What's the name? The call is gone. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, the right answer to that is the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize. Right. Thank you. What, you don't, if you don't know what Nobel Prizes are, just find out online after. <laughs> and then you can also read about Nelson Mandela, yeah. Our bright listener, we deeply express our thanks for joining us today again. And to all our callers, we say thank you very much. 
For feedback on sponsorship, call us on these numbers 0810-984-6416 and 0805-176-2471. And to our winner for today, you can reach us on our social media platform. We will get your gift to you. I remain precious at Daytonji. Yeah, Nelson Mandela Day was 18th of July this year. So you can read up about it. I'm okay with that, but we'll go see. <laughs> this is Oyetokia Jao. Don't forget to take responsibility and solve a problem. See you next week on another beautiful episode of CTCTW.